This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. Hello, I'm Terry with Saints Army and Warriors for Christ ministry team, and welcome back to episode four of our message of hope. Our prayer, again, is to share hope, love, truth of the word of God and see lives restored. We pray that this message today be a blessing and help strengthen you in your journey forward. <clears throat> again, as we've said in the previous episodes, we will say this always for encouragement. Do not allow your past to dictate your future. If you continue to identify with your old life, your old self, that life that you are trying to break free from, you will always struggle until you are able to see yourself the way God sees you, not the way the world or people around you see you. So we say keep moving forward. And if you aren't sure how or would like to talk, always feel free to reach out or find someone that you trust that you can talk to. In our last episode, we began um, to talk about love. Our relationship with God. Do we just profess to know him? Or do we walk in relationship with him? Now let's continue our journey on love. And this time we're going to take a look at love and relationship. In episode three, I had shared a visual <clears throat> that I like to use with people. This was a vision that the Lord had given me for myself. And in the vision and I use this a lot of times when we're ministering with people and they're struggling. Um, they may say, well, I don't really feel that I hear from God or I don't feel that I'm worthy to have a relationship with him. <clears throat> so one thing that I will do is I share this because this is, you know, an actual vision that I had gotten. And so I saw myself as a very young girl in this huge hallway and as I'm walking down this hallway, and it's, I mean, the enormity, it was just amazing. And then I came to this big, beautiful door. And on either side of the door, there was an angel, huge angel, um, 20 feet high or even higher. One on each side of the door. 
And one of the angels to the right of the door, he actually looked down, smiled at me, and nodded for me to go ahead, go open the door. I had to push on the door really hard because it was big and heavy. <clears throat> and I walked into the throne room, and there was Father God seated on the throne, and he, he motioned to me to come. I could even tell you the outfit that I had on and everything. All the details were there, but it, those aren't important right now. What's important is he motioned for me to come. Come in and talk. Come talk to him. He didn't tell me to go away. He didn't say he was busy right now. He did not have time at that moment. He just said, come. So then my question to people that are wanting that um, deeper, intimate relationship with God, where are you standing? Do you see yourself standing in the hall, not sure if you're worthy to enter, afraid that he will not want you? Or do you see yourself opening the door and going inside? This question sometimes can stir people up. Not that long ago, I was sharing that vision with a woman that's actually um, comes to one of our Bible studies. And she asked me, she said, did I feel that that was disrespectful? Because she said, we're to reverence God. And I said, you know, and I thought about that. And I said, well, that's not what the scripture says. But reverence to me is, yes, we do reverence him. We want to please him. It's more than that. It's being submitted to him in relationship. So I didn't feel that it was disrespectful. And so I said, well, how do you see, how do we see ourselves in the throne? And I said, well, let's take a look at some scripture. Because the scripture brought more clarity to her question. So in Ephesians 2, 4, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, and then, in, um, again, he's, you know, there we were talking about love, his great love, and in Ephesians 2, 5, even when we were dead in sins, made us live together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And then in Ephesians 2, 6, and he raised us up and seated us together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then we went a little farther and I read the Ephesians 2, 7 to her so that in the coming ages he might show us the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in, G in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is a gift. It's a gift from God. So I'm going to go back before I um, add any more scripture on that. In Ephesians 2, 6, it says, and this is Paul talking, he said, 
and he raised us up and seated us together in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's scripture. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Not someday when you pass away. Right now, we're seated with him. And that's, so where is Jesus seated? He's seated next to the Father, at the right hand of the Father. <clears throat> so in Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you had been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. If, God, if, if someone gives you a gift, they're not going to turn around and take it back. God gives us this. This is a gift from him. In Ephesians 2, 9, not of works so that no one should boast. You can't earn your way in. Ephesians 2, 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should talk in him. Walk in him, excuse me, not talk. Let me read that again. So Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so that we should walk in them. This is scripture. And, you know, in verse 6, again, it says, he raised us up and seated us together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Many want to read that as someday or after we die. So let's take a look at the verses before this. And this really gave us a, you know, a good opportunity to really look at that scripture, but realize um, who we are in Christ, if we're born again, recreated. And this is the hope. This is, if we, can, if we can get a hold of this and realize that that's for today, this is, this is offered to all of us that we can be born again and recreated in his image. That's scripture. So in Ephesians, so I said, well, let's go back because we do need to read. I, we don't just read one scripture. We like to read, if there's a particular scripture that speaks to us, we always want to read the scripture before and after, but then we say, let's read the whole chapter because that way you have the fullness of what is going on, what the topic is. So in Ephesians 2, 1, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2, 2, in which you formerly walked according to, to the age of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Now think about this. If we are walking in sin and we're not um, following the commands that Jesus gave us and the love that God has for us, now, we don't, if that love's not there and we're still walking as sons of disobedience, you know, that means that we're just doing what we want to do that, you know, if this is what I enjoy, some people love their sin and they have to be ready to change. You, you know, we can't, we always, uh, my husband says we can lead a horse to water, but we can't make them drink. Um, sometimes you'd like to hold the head under the water, but that doesn't work. 
So we go into Ephesians 2, 3. Among them, we all also once lived in the lusts of our flesh. There's that sin again. Doing the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. There's a lot of stuff in that, in Ephesians. And the Apostle Paul is telling us that this is our new man, right? Because what he's showing us is we were dead to the fullness of God's love. And what do I mean by that? Well, we're choosing to operate out of, um, we're choosing to operate out of um, our sin nature. And that's before we're born again, before we realize that there's so much more for us. And again, this is that area in our lives. If we can't break free from that and we don't see it, that it causes us, you know, if, if we enjoy drinking, you have the opportunity to become an alcoholic. Do every, does everyone? No. Everyone has a different personality. There's, that's a whole different subject. If we are involved in activities that are not godly, you know, it can spiral us down. It can, you know, if we stay in that, um, in that sin nature, and we talked about being operating out of our flesh, that's where people start to go fall backwards and they stay. And sometimes their life spirals out of control. And then eventually they get to a place where they can't get out on them by themselves. And they're looking for what do I need to do? How can I? Um, I just feel this is where they say, I feel hopeless, I'm broken. Yes, because this life that you once lived took you down a path that's very dark. And, but there's, you know, again, there's hope because God said, come, right? Keep moving forward. We're training people that you do not have to identify as that old self. There's so much in this. This is that gift that God gives us. There's so much for us to look forward to. But we do have to get out of that place. Um, one thing that we do a lot of times is we say, um, we equate this as in military terms. We say, well, there's prisoners of war and there's casualties of war. Well, if you're still breathing and you're just at that point a prisoner, right? You're basically locked up. So... We encourage people, look, a prisoner of war can be released, right? They can be rescued, okay? That's the hope. Isn't that amazing? I mean, if you look at your life that way and understand that, you know what? We can come in, we can unlock that door, and we can help you come out of that place that you feel trapped in, in bondage. And that is, it's an amazing place to be. Think about this. If we are not born again, yet identify as Christians. Okay, and I'm going to talk a, a little bit more about being seated with Christ in heavenly places. So if we're not born again and yet identify as a Christian and we're now we're going to pray for someone. 
Our prayers are heard, yet they may not carry much power. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's say now I'm seated with Christ. I don't just claim to know him. I don't just say, yes, I know about Jesus. Yes, I know about God. I've read, you know, I've, I've heard about the Holy Spirit. But now you've been born again. That's scripture. We've talked about that in the past. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I, too, I'm in him. He's in me. So I am in the throne room. I'm seated with Christ. So when my prayers now, when I pray for someone, those prayers are from position. They're a place of position, not a place of you know, just down here. Well, I hope, you know, if it's his will, if it's this, it's God's will for you to be healed. It's God's will for you to be prosperous. It's his will to love others and be loved. Those are all that's in scripture. We have talked about them before. But to realize, okay, <clears throat> there's two things. You can be, <clears throat> excuse me, a professing Christian or a, what we like to say, a possessing Christian. You possess the Spirit of God or, you know, beyond just professing to know him. So when we pray as a professing Christian, we're hoping that it might work. <clears throat> when we pray as a possessing Christian, we have the Spirit of Christ in us. And we pray, we're praying from a place of position. And so those prayers... If we, and that's where our identity comes from and understanding the love that God has and who we are in him. And we pray those prayers carry some heavy impact. They're very strong prayers. <clears throat> it's being born again. That's again, that's hope. That's, we have to understand the love and where we're seated. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to take this a little bit farther because a lot of times when I said that um, we talked about that sin nature and the prince of the power, you know, who of this world. If we're seated with Christ and everything's under his feet and we're seated with him, those things are under our feet as well. So you have power and dominion over those things. And you're not weak. You're not just a, a nobody. You have been born again, joint heir. And we've talked about that. So I'm going to go into Galatians 3, 26. You are all sons of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3, 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. A lot of people struggle with that because we're not saying we are Christ. That that's, Scripture doesn't even say that. Scripture says we, we have been born again. We receive his spirit. We have received the spirit of adoption. And that means a lot if you think about that because he's giving us a a new identity, a new creation. I'm born again. I can, old things pass away. All things become new. That's scripture. That's an amazing promise, isn't it? Who wouldn't want 
you know, to leave that old self behind, especially one that's painful, that has is filled with strife and struggle and um, drama and just torment, and where we just never feel like we can get ahead. And then all of a sudden, God gives you this promise. He said, you can be born again. I have this to offer you. And all of a sudden, we say, okay, I'm listening. And we've talked about this, in the, in, especially in session one, how easy it is to receive him into our heart. Is we just have to say, Father, you know, I want more. I want more of you. What does that look like? Ask, invite him in. Holy Spirit will come and will reside in you. This is that beginning of your journey. This is, you know, I tell people, if you don't think it's going to work, try it. You know, if you're in despair, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose by, try, you know, inviting him in? If it doesn't work for you, I'll guarantee you that it will. But your whole life will change. This is that the hope and the love that we give to bring that encouragement. I'm going to go into um, Galatians 3.28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. And there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now think about that. You know, he gives us that promise. We're one in him. We can come to him as children. You know, I take you back to that vision that I had as a little girl. And I'm walking down the hall. No one chased me away. No one said, no, you can't be here. No. It's just like coming to your father. He said, come, let's talk. And a lot of people, and this is where we're going to start, and I will be building on this. A lot of people want to know, well, how? Once you do this and you invite him in, now what? I don't know how to hear from him. So we're going to start a journey a little bit into what that may look like. And some people dream. So I'm gonna, we're going to start talking about how we may hear from him. So God may speak to you in dreams. You might get a dream and, you know, think it's, you know, nothing. But I encourage you and our whole team, um, one of the things that we did, and everybody has a journal, and we encourage them to write down um, their dreams. If they get a scripture, um, one morning I woke up to a song in my head and it was, um, uh, it's kind of funny because I don't listen to this group, but it was actually Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the song was September. I heard it like a radio going off in my head. So I thought, okay, I didn't even know who sang it. So I went downstairs, and I started looking through to find it, and I wrote it down. And I'm like, okay, what is it about that song? And you know, so that's a journey, isn't it? Because I write it down and I say, okay, Lord, what is it in that song that you want me to see? Okay. Sometimes he'll give you, you know, a love letter. You know, he may start to, you know, tell you, I'll be your husband or I, 
you know, I love you. It might be just a simple, how many of us don't want to hear I love you? You know, journal, I'm going to encourage that highly is, you know, it doesn't have to be a fancy thing, you know, just write the date and what it is that you heard. Did you hear, did, write your dream down. Write down your dream. Write down that song. If you're driving down the road and you see a scripture and it really, you, you write it down and then later on go back and look it up. You know, pull that scripture up and look. You know, and this begins, and why do we encourage this? Because this is where the love, our love grows with Him. And we call that our spiritual intimacy, um, the desires of God's heart. And I know the women in our group, this is, um, we started doing this last week. And one of the things we did um, as an exercise, we said, okay, because everybody gets, we talk about our dreams and, you know, how God may be talking with us. And we said, okay, write a letter to him. Write a letter to God. Start out. <clears throat> I just, I love you. And see where it goes. Just sit there and listen. You know, you may not hear anything or you may, you may have to tune some things out because sometimes we sit and pray and we want a journal and just maybe write a something. We want to hear something. But you can't think about, well, I need to get the laundry done or I should mow the lawn or I've got dishes that I got to put away. Sometimes God calls us into that place of quietness, just us, just him, you know, you and him, just spend some time with him. And this is where, you know, it opens up a, a whole new journey for us. And so I encourage that. I would also encourage, um, ask the Lord to give you the spirit of revelation and to anoint your eyes of your heart. So I'm going to encourage you <clears throat> to open um, open your Bible and look up Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. I don't have that on my slides today. <clears throat> and again, journal, journal, journal. Yeah, I believe that this is an amazing tool um, in learning to hear God's voice. It's so... We believe this so much that, I mean, I think I started journaling 15 year, fifteen plus years ago, and I never wanted to. I thought, oh, I can't, I don't have time to do that. And so I would sit and, you know, and sometimes I might get up at three in the morning because I heard something or there was maybe a dream and I remembered it. So I would start to write that down. Okay, we're going to talk more about this in our you know next episode um, but we so highly encourage you to you know try it give that journaling a, a chance um, it's an amazing tool for learning how to hear God's voice and so with that like I said we'll talk about that um, more in our next episode you know, and how to love, how to receive love, how do we hear from him? So I'd like to close us in prayer. So Father, I thank you for this opportunity. Father, I bless every single person that hears this message today and that they will begin their journey. Father, I ask them, 
I ask you to give them that spirit of revelation, that you show them the truth, and that it's in John 8, 32, it tells us, it, and the truth shall set them free. It's knowing that truth. Father, I pray that over them right now. If there's anyone that's feeling broken and hurt inside their heart, is just they just feel that there's no place to go. Father, I lift them to you right now, and I declare over them freedom. I speak freedom. I declare that their life will change in Jesus' name. Father, I de also declare that if someone doesn't have a, a anywhere to turn to, that you will put that person in their life that will totally transform them and help them move forward. Just grab a hold of their hand and walk them out. It can be anyone. You know, you don't have to wait for a pastor or, you know, a certain anointing to do this. If you have love in your heart and you know someone's struggling, grab a hold of them, grab their hand and say, I'm gonna help them out. So Father, I pray that that person will be bold enough to stand up and go in and start that journey with someone. So Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you that your word is true, that every word can resonate with the hearers and that we become not just hearers of the word, but doers as well. So Father, I thank you again. We just bless everyone. We declare life and freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation.